Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face mask and let's chat Asian dramas. Today we'll be podcapping week three, episodes 16 through 22 of Evernight. So after three things, <clears throat> sorry, three weeks, I have a bit of a scratchy throat, so please bear with me. Um, after three weeks, I think I and Jen have finally, finally figured out what is going on. It was kind of confusing at first. It was it really. And um, I know we gave kind of teeny synopsises the last couple of weeks at the beginning of the last two podcasts. But I think this time around, we need to do just like kind of a big, huge synopsis. So we will know and therefore our listeners will know that we know what's going on. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. You know, we might have said that random old dude a couple too many times. And I think we are talking about different <laughs> random old dudes. <laughs> I agree. I think you're so, right. <clears throat> We have this, all right, so we have it ready, and I have it all written out, so I will give this synopsis, and hopefully it'll make sense. So, we have two different countries with their various factions, princes, and whatnot. I think I was, that's one of the reasons I was getting really confused, is I didn't realize it was two different countries we were dealing with. So, we have the Kingdom of Yan. And this is the country that the Prince of White is from. And it's also the country that has the two boys being chased down and all the flashbacks. Can I just say there were so many flashbacks of that moment? And <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's like flashback of those two guys every 15 minutes. So the director obviously really likes that scene. Between that and the one with, um, you know, Ning Che as a little kid watching everybody get killed those are the two flashbacks repeatedly throughout this okay so these two boys were the prince of light and chong min the yang king sent his men after his sons when they were kidnapped but he was only able to rescue one of them so chong min was taken as a hostage to guarantee yan's continued support so they don't cause any problems on the border and this is also the country which had, as Jen and I called him last week, that old dude who wanted to kill the <laughs> son of night. And we're assuming at this point that that's Ning Che. And he colluded with the Grand Prince, which is the brother of the main emperor, and the Demon Sect General, which is the brother of the queen. And he blackmailed them into killing off all of Ning Che's family, therefore eliminating the son of night. And that plan failed miserably because Ning Che is alive and looking for revenge. So this week we also had the reuniting of the two Yan princes. Chong Min is going back home to take up the mantle of first son and heir. And the Prince of Light is taking his place as hostage and is planning on going to the second level of cultivation and becoming a disciple of Fu Xi. They both continue to plot the downfall of the capital's royal family. So now we can move to the capital and the other royal family. We have the king who has serious kid and evil demon stepmother dash wife issues. Um, I think it's very funny that almost all of his issues we've seen so far have all been about his family. It's not so much the politics and other politicians as much as just his family. Um, That's a good point. <clears throat> his brother, the grand prince 
who was blackmailed in the last by the Yan king. Um, he wants to take the throne and is really pissed off that Fushi picked his brother to be the emperor and not him. So he goes around, you know, doing dastardly things to try to kill off his brother so he can be the king. Um, <clears throat> but for the most part, the emperor just goes around and has stressors. You know, nothing huge other than his family. Lots and lots of family issues. And he's supposed to be this wise king, but I'm kind of not seeing it. Like, I don't know. I don't think he's a horrible. I think he just has too many people in his family that want to play the political game rather than just be family. And that's not what he's trying to do. I actually kind of like his wife. Yes. I know that like she's evil demon person or whatever, but like, I haven't seen her do anything evil yet. I've only seen her use her powers to like save people. That is exactly what I said in the next part where it says the King's queen is secretly of the demon sect and she and her brother, the general are deep undercover. She only messes up when those she loves her husband and son are ill. And so far she's been a pretty stand up person. So exactly. See, we are on the same page. The princess is probably the character we see the most of so far. She escaped being burnt with her dead husband and is back to make sure her spoiled brother gets put on the throne when their father dies. And he's obnoxious. I really can't stand him. No, no. He is, he's like the worst of entitled, like, heir. Yeah. Like, oh, it'd be tragic if that moron ends up on the throne yeah. like he's the type that'll be like off with your head kind of emperor yeah like that whatever that other show that we watched a long time ago yes, where they like yes. everybody like eat like pigs and you know I yeah know. he reminds <laughs> me very much of that one so okay, anyways um let's see so, so we have the taoist sect as well yes we have the taoist sect and this is kind of where i was getting confused too because i was like Who's this guy that's obsessed with writing? I, and he has the cool, um, where he does the little, kind of looks like a graph and all the mathematics and everything when he does his magic. The, ta the talisman guy. Yes, the talisman guy. So this is another old guy, but he's now one of my favorite old guys. So he <laughs> is obsessed with Ning Chi's ability to write. And he was all like, he's going to be my heir. He's going to be my heir until he discovered that Ning Che can't cultivate. Still cracks me up that word. So yes. since he's uncultivated, he's all like, darn it. Never mind. But now Ning Che can cultivate. Therefore, that's a game changer. And he's now obsessed with making him become his mentee and take over his secret sect secrets you know he's gonna teach him everything he say, knows i think that that talisman superpower is like one of my favorite superpower whatever you want to call it powers that i've seen because it looks so cool right yeah and i'm super geeky and like anything that has to do with like writing and making writing like powerful and awesome um just kind of gets to me but I, it looks amazing. And early on in that like epic fight scene where he like crushed the guy with his talisman writing or whatever, that was pretty cool. It was. So I'm excited that 
this is the direction we're going. Well, and I love that not only is he really powerful, he's really quirky. And yes, <clears throat> we'll talk about the scene later, but there's some really great scenes this week where he's like trying to sneak around. Well, not even sneak. He's trying to like openly like snipe um, Ningche away from the um, yeah. Pushi so he can have him as a, a mentee and the the college can't have him anymore. So it's some really cute stuff coming up. Agree. Yeah. So Fuzi is the is the big big guy. It's Fuzi. Yep. I'm going to be Fuzi. horrible at saying that. I'm sorry to That's everyone. Okay. <laughs> Listen to K Drama Jen. Do not follow my pronunciation. However, it looks like Fushi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So meanwhile, back at the library, second floor, whatever, which doesn't make any sense because it's not really a library. Okay. Ningche decides that the Prince of Light is super annoying because we have some butting heads this week. He was so cool in the beginning, and now he's all like, aw, you're kind of lame. But (laughs) this rivalry motivates him to take his new cultivating talents and attempt to ascend to the second level, which is pretty much doing just like a ton of tasks. And then you became, um, you become a uh, disciple of Fusi. Foods. 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 Z I like Z. Foods. Anyhow. Um, but he wants to become the thirteenth disciple because only ever so often does he accept new disciples. And so uh the Prince of Light, along with Minche, go and with a bunch of other contenders, they start up a mountain and attempt to overcome all these various trails and trials put forth by the other 12 previous disciples who all seem to be very attractive for the most part. And this whole segment was awesome and I could watch it for multiple hours and we'll get into more of that later. And I just really loved that whole scene. And in the end, I love that you, I'm so sorry. I love that you just written. Everyone was so cool. And a lot of the disciples were kind of hot. They were. <laughs> My shallowness comes out. My shallowness and inability to speak Chinese. <laughs> so in the end, it ends up being be- being between Ningche and the Prince of Light, which, I mean, is obvious. And they're at the top of the mountain. And surprise, surprise, Ningche wins. And not only is he now the 13th disciple, but he comes the heir to the Taoist teachings and a confidant of the king. So everyone wants a little bit of Ningche, including the bad guys, as they realize it is possible he's the son of darkness and not dead. And that, my drama-watching friends, is what is going on more or less so far. Oh my goodness. So let's talk specifics of episodes 16 through 22. So I have a confession. (laughs) You're so far ahead. (laughs) Here's my confession. We're supposed to be just watching along and then podcap each week. But I have a problem and it has to do with binging dramas. And if they're available, I can't help myself. So I am like a week ahead, I think. Yeah. And, um, in, and in your defense, like we had to not uh, recap 
or do our podcast for two weeks because uh, we had holiday stuff. And you were, yeah, you were visiting see? Carrie and Layla. So that's true. That's true. You see, I do have an excuse. It's not just that I have no willpower. Well, you also I mean, don't have willpower. Too. Yeah, I was going to say it's that too, but, but okay. we are trying. So I have a feeling I'm going to remember things a lot clearer than you because I stuck with just the episodes. And I will do my best not to give away big, big spoilers as we talk. Yeah. So. All right. So uh, we had a lot of just like kind of like little moments, I feel, this week where it was kind of a one bit of a storyline that didn't really go through the whole week. Um, so I felt we should just kind of discuss those real fast. Yeah, I agree. You know, nothing like too long. But it needed to be mentioned because you guys are listening to hear our thoughts on plot points. And if we skip all those, you're probably like, what the heck? So um, the first one I think we need to talk about is how Ninche is rich now, which is awesome. Yeah. You know. Yeah. When we left off last, hadn't he just discovered that he was um, like had sort of inherited the all that money or whatever. He had yeah, all that money. I can't I remember if we learned that or if he just realized that it was his friends or that he got caught by because he was at the casino cheating. <laughs> right. And anyway, so he finds out that he was left all this money in this casino and everything. But we learn further more info on it that he was left it because his um, hottie bestie who left to go do whatever he did he didn't want him to become an assassin or do something stupid for money. So he wanted to make sure that he was taken care of, which is so sweet. That is so sweet. I love Heidi Best Friend with the I sword. I do too. I'm kind of sad he wasn't I in it more this week. I wish I could remember his name. I can't. But He's Hottie, Hottie Bestie. <laughs> yeah. So we have Hottie. Be- oh, excuse me. We have Hottie Bestie and we have Pen Pal Bestie. Yes. Hottie Bestie is like. The older older brother, the main guy of the the gang. He was yeah. yes. Yeah. He went off to do something with swords, maybe? Yeah. Um, he was gonna go super cultivate his sword power. Yes, so that's all kind of weird. But he gets impatient. He breaks into the guy's house he was gonna go cultivate under, and he ends up getting kicked out and injured. Okay, but in his defense, now I do remember this. It wasn't that he broke in. He had been told to go. He got tricked by the other guy. Oh, I might have missed or I forgot it. But yeah, Yeah, so he he went in. He got in trouble, got beaten up, kicked out and said, when you recover, you can come back, which would take a year or two. And then he was almost assassinated. That's right. By the guy that originally tricked him. And I wish I could remember his name. Sorry, listeners. (laughs) But he jumped off a cliff into water. So he is saved. So because we know in any Chinese drama, if you jump off a cliff into water, you will come back to life. Yes, that's just the way it is. No one ever, ever drowns. That's correct. So um, we also got some pen pal bestie this week, which I love him. I love him so much. He's just adorable. I love, oh, okay, help me out. Have, 
has he already invented chicken nuggets and pizza? No. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Spoiler. Uh, no, I thought I thought they went to the the one restaurant to celebrate or whatever. And anyway, maybe maybe I just serve, missed it. I don't remember that. They serve pizza and chicken nuggets. Yeah, pretty pretty much or chicken wings. Not not chicken nuggets. Chicken wings and pizza. Uh, well, so far he didn't give him any hints, but he kind of gave him a general like concept and you go guy and all that and he's really excited that he's now his little brother disciple so i'm very excited for them they're cute oh and his little like proud papa looks every time ningche did overcame like a trial was so cute yeah that was awesome it was really cute yeah Uh, so also the sixth prince, the little boy, um, he got he was poisoned by the privileged bratty older prince. Um, and the one boy, I wish I could think of names, but the one guy who is the um, like the apprentice of the state preceptor, I think it was. Yes. He's the one yes. who, yeah. So he's, he's the one who poisoned him or gave him the, gave him the poison. And yeah. then he also made him take poison um, that only he can cure or whatever. Yeah. So, so that, that he wouldn't rat him out. So. Exactly. But I thought it was really interesting. Like, oh, the pretty prince is such a brat. He wanted to get diarrhea medicine. <laughs> So he wanted to give his little brother diarrhea and make him stomach sick. So he wasn't trying to kill him. He was just an idiot. Um, Right. And so, you know, it wasn't like on purpose. I want to kill you and take your place. He was just an idiot and he was used. And if the queen wasn't using her demon magic to fix him, uh, Six Prince would have been dead. (laughs) However, she fixed him and it was gross. And... That was nasty. It was very nasty. Was really nasty. I mean, I, I mean, good for her that she can do that kind of magic and like bring him back to life or whatever. But ew, gross. Yeah, it was very gross. But that happened. Um, oh, and when the prince got poisoned, the princess was, um, what do you call it? She was charged with. Kind of put under, yeah, she was kind of yeah, thrown under the arrested. bus. She was the one who probably poisoned him, her and her brother. And the princess is just like, are you kidding me? And, you know, so that's more daddy drama for her. She has a lot of that. A lot of daddy drama. She does. And it's kind of sad because he does love her. And I would even say the queen doesn't hate her. The queen doesn't try to throw her under the bus. Right. I I really think... Um, I really think that the queen genuinely loves the king. And I know that they keep saying demon sect, but I just don't see it. Like, I just don't see her being evil. I just think maybe that's a misunderstanding or something. I think it's just a prejudice against all these people against that sect. That's what I think, too. Yeah. So... Um, So the Prince of Light, when he arrived in the capital, that was a really fun scene, especially (laughs) because 
song, you know, like it was like Prince Ali and oh, in, it totally uh, was. Something, it was right, like everybody came out and even Song Song put on lipstick and um, was so excited to see him. Her it lipstick was, really was cool. so bright and it was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was awesome. So yeah, so Prince of Light is now in the capital and he is thinking he's hot stuff. Um, he certainly is. He was so obnoxious and pompous, but we do discover that he's pretending not to get along with his brother. Um, so that people will think that they're, you know, fighting for the throne, but really they were secretly very happy to see each other because as we've seen 450 times in the flashback, they were separated, you know, when they were very young. And they really love each other. Yeah. Um, I kind of wonder how much like i kind of have a feeling that hit the uh what's his name the brother that has been the the in the capital this whole time kind of feel mm-hmm. that he kind of really does want the throne and if it came to it he might kill his brother chung min yeah, chung min yes i agree you know and and again you could tell he likes the princess he loves his brother, but if it came down to that or taking over everything, I think he would kick him to the curb, yeah. you know. Well, and honestly, Prince of Light is a little bit, again, like, I think it's ironic that he's the Prince of Light because he's certainly, uh, and I think that's part of the, I think that's part of the, um, the writer's goal here is to show that, you know, Although they say that they're the Temple of Light or Prince, of, and he's the Prince of Light, not sure that some of their actions are very like righteous and pure. So yes. Um, okay, so we have uh, Ningche and the Prince of Light facing off. I love that scene. It was so much fun. It was just like because yeah. Ningche was his normal bratty self. I mean, he's very cocky. Yeah, you know, I love it. He's a likable cocky, where the Prince of Light is an insufferable cocky. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) Personalities are very similar. Just, you know, one is a little bit more has a little bit more humanity in him, where I think the Prince of Light has had it beaten out of him, so he's just single focused. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so. Can let's talk. Oh, for, real quick though, we should mention how the emperor has been searching all over oh, yeah. for the person who wrote a poem in his study, and we all know it's Ning Che. So, yeah. uh, well, it's kind going... of hilarious that he just goes and he was looking for the princess. I don't even remember why he was at the palace. He was at the palace for some reason. His guard wanders off, so he wanders into the king's study sees a piece of poetry that the king wrote, he comments how crappy the handwriting is and he finishes with his own poem in his beautiful handwriting and I think he stuffs it under like a seat or something so it's not discovered right away (laughs) and so later he the king finds this and he's like how dare someone come in? Is this a threat? and you know (laughs) so everyone's like searching the realm for Che. For having the audacity of showing up in the king's, you know, desk and writing on it and stuff. Right. He's not supposed to be in there, number one. And then, of course, he showed him up by being better. Yes. Um, 
So that's, uh, yeah, that, so it's fun little side story. Yes. Um, but I think the big focus, of course, is this, you know, trying to get to the second level piece <laughs> with all of the, you know, like mini quests within yes, it. Yes, as it should um, be, because that was a really great moment, in my opinion. Yeah, that was cool. It was kind of like, I, I loved how each of the tasks really um, sort of embodied the other disciples, you know, like it, it you could tell kind of who had figured out each one um, eventually once you kind of meet them. And um, so I, I really enjoyed that. And I especially liked how he figured out how to like outsmart some of the, some of them just with his own ability quirky way of doing things exactly like the one where you know you have to it like boggles your mind and you can't remember what the code is or whatever and then he seared his hand with the uh the outline of the word that he needed and then was able to to write it in that way yes that was such um, a great moment and i love the background music that started playing right then it's like this weird yeah almost like Irish folk song that maybe belongs in Lord of the Rings or something. Yes, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, the OST from this is really interesting. It's, it's very um, different. A, <laughs> yeah, there's a variety of songs, and I, I actually really like most of them. Yeah, but this one was just perfect, and it made you, like, it just made you, like, puff up, like, this is epic, you know? And it was pretty cool. Because he did have to go through all these various trials, and he's passing by all these other cultivated people that have been training forever, and it's just like sheer determination. Like he has his mantra yeah. about Song Song, and he's going to do it for Song Song and revenge. Yes, I loved also that Song Song just climbed up the mountain like no big deal. I know, and I know. That second, uh, right, second disciple. Um, and then of course, um, for me, I think it was that the, the final test, um, where Ningche had to, they asked him about light versus dark and, you know, they kind of sort of, uh, juxtaposed that with the Prince of Light basically killing everybody, killing the woman he loved to, you know, to succeed or whatever. He didn't even hesitate. No, not at all. Uh, and then Ning Che has, like, Song Song is like, <laughs> they have her, like, almost like a siren, you know, like, Ning Che. And he's like, oh, she would never do that. She would, you know, I can't remember what he said, like, hit her, hit him upside the head or, you know, something that was, or speak to me with, disdain or something like that yeah he, she would never like offer to buy him money or buy him nice food <laughs> right so that was i really liked that i liked how it showed that the prince of light that it's a title but it doesn't necessarily show his character and even though ning che said something like he would embrace the dark or i can't exactly remember something about darkness um even though he said that, still his actions indicate that he's a little bit more pure than our Prince of Light. So I really like the, where this is going, story-wise. Yeah, no, it seems really cool. And so I'm excited to see where we go. 
I see in the notes that once again you've noted how hot the disciples of Fuzi are. It had to be so, mentioned. <laughs> at least four times, yes. So uh, this was really good. This was one of my favorite parts was just all of the, like that quest and um, overcoming all these different obstacles that the other disciples put in their way. That was really cool. Did you have a favorite moment? I was just going to ask you that. Um, I did. I really <laughs> liked when Nengche and the Prince of Light were battling at the cantina kind of thing. And they got like so up close and were like posturing and everything. And you just want to like smoosh <laughs> yeah. their heads together and go and kiss. <laughs> um, and that's despite this not being that kind of fanfic story. <laughs> but it was just kind of like one of those macho male moments. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was they really they got really close to each <laughs> other. It was it's all like, okay, how close are you gonna get? <laughs> yeah. They're like posturing and like, you know. Um sorry, I believe I can hear a dog downstairs barking. Excuse my it's okay. He's dog. excited about fanfic as well. <laughs> He is. I can't believe you brought up fanfic. Now he's going crazy. <laughs> What's your favorite moment? Um, I think it might be it, there was something about Sang Sang just kind of climbing up the mountain. I mean, there was some wind or whatever, and she used her umbrella, but then she just like got to the top of the mountain. And there's all these people who've been like trying to cultivate for years, and they're you know supposedly so good, and the top students or whatever. And here's little Sang Sang who. Just kind of, she's like, well, isn't it just, don't you just have to climb the mountain? Like, no I big know, deal. And the disciples are like, what are you doing here? Who are you? Yeah. Well, like, song, song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love her. I love her so much. I love that she, that she cares about him and that she doesn't really seem, it's, it's not necessarily romantic love at this point. Um, maybe there's a little bit of that somewhere, but she still just sees him as, you know, the one that she's there to take care of and is there to take care of her. And they just have a great little relationship. I just, and I love this her. This kind of reminds me of the old TV show, I Dream of Jeannie, where, you know, Song Song's like the genie and he's her master and they just have this weird little relationship and... You know, eventually yeah. it turns to romance, but at this point, like in the beginning of that show, it's not there. It's just like, right. you know, they they click. <laughs> I mean, he didn't discover her as a baby in I Dream of Genie. So well, like there's, there's no. I'm going to say a lot has to happen for me to really embrace this, them <laughs> as a couple because um, they're too much brother and sister right now. So, okay, uh, real quick, how about least favorite moment? Too many flashback I moments. I was going to say we share it. I think it's the same. <clears throat> yeah. They could cut the scenes, um, the length of the show by quite a bit, just by <laughs> taking out a lot of those flashbacks. They could cut it by like one episode, just taking out the flashback of the two brothers being right. separated. <laughs> so like, I'm pretty sure I can reenact it right now. So, um <laughs> Brother, run! Fact, maybe, brother, maybe, yes, maybe we could. Well, you get on the horse, and, <laughs> and I'll cry and look desperate as as you turn around and say, "Run!" Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. <laughs> 
But look what you have to look forward to because, well, I can't tell you, but coming ah. up soon, good stuff. I'm so excited. So now I just need to find time to watch eight more episodes before we record our next podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> goals. Good goals. So thanks for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. We read every blog comment and Facebook comment. They're also a great places to leave suggestions for future topics. We love to hear from our readers and listeners. We'd also love it if you could go over to Apple Podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. And this is how we are able to share our show with those who are also interested in Asian dramas. And by giving us reviews and the stars, iTunes will, like, whatever they do with the whole um, figuring out how to suggest podcast things, uh, that's how they do it is through the the reviews so that really helps us out a lot that was a very technical explanation <gasps> oh my mind went blank <laughs> i'm sorry listeners it's been a long long <laughs> holiday filled week <laughs> so so don't forget that we have exclusive content available through patreon come join us for extras from podcasts that ran too long and our once a month patreon exclusives Thanks again for supporting our latest endeavor. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. <laughs>